Hello, we've been looking at some of the one another instructions in the New Testament and hopefully we're realising that these are not just clever sounding theories. We're being told quite plainly how we ought to relate to each other in the church. We are to love one another and to accept and forgive one another. We are to serve one another and to submit to one another. Today we are going to look at something that James wrote. James was particularly passionate about God's word, not just being nice sounding theory, but something that we have to do, something that we have to put into practice. I hope you're ready to be challenged by God's word. James 5 verse 13 to 20 says this. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you ill? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being. Even as we are, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. James talks quite a bit about the power of prayer. He tells us to pray for another and that our prayers will be powerful and effective. And right before James tells Christians to pray powerful and effective prayers for one another, he tells them to confess their sins to one another. This is really challenging. James is telling us that confessing sins to each other should be part of the normal Christian life. Confession is about agreeing with the truth. We confess that Jesus is Lord. So when it comes to sin, it means the same thing. It means that we have to agree with God's truth when it comes to the wrong things that we have done or the right things that we have failed to do. Confession means being honest. So it means we have to be vulnerable. It exposes things that we would rather keep hidden. It's really scary. So why does the Bible tell us to do this? What good does it do anyway? What happens when I confess my sins to a trusted brother or sister in Christ? I'm going to talk to you about four things that confession does for us. I'm sure there are four, there are more than four, but here are four reasons why we should confess our sins to each other. Firstly, it makes discipleship more important than my reputation and my pride. Let's be honest, it's embarrassing to have to admit something to somebody about something bad that you've done. You can feel the sense of shame even though that we know that Jesus wants to take our shame away. Confessing our sins is damaging to our pride. It can be especially hard if you have seemed to have, have got yourself a really good reputation. Perhaps people have a really good impression of you. We can become so afraid of what people might think. 
So when we summon the courage to be honest with a trusted brother or sister about the things that we have done wrong or the attitudes we've had, maybe the ugly things about us, we're making a really powerful decision that changing and becoming more like Jesus is more important than our reputation and our pride. It's as if every time we confess our sins, we punch pride in the face. We will not let pride rob us of the chance to actually change, to be transformed into the image of Christ. In James 4 verse 6, James interprets Proverbs 3 34. It's saying that God opposes the proud but shows favour or gives grace to the humble. In Titus 2.12, we find that the grace of God teaches us to say no to ungodliness. In other words, there's something really powerful about humbling ourselves through confession. Because when we humble ourselves, it attracts the very grace of God that empowers us to change. Confession makes discipleship more important than my reputation and pride. Secondly, confession releases light against darkness and truth against lies. Do you remember how much John's Gospel spoke about Jesus as light and truth? Light and truth are so powerful and always overcomes darkness and lies. Imagine a pitch black room and all you have to do is switch on a torch or even light a match and suddenly it's not completely dark anymore. The way to defeat darkness is always to bring light into the situation. Jesus says that Satan is the father of all liars. Our enemy and all his demonic forces will do anything they can to keep us bound up in lies and trapped in the shadows of deception. The more you live a lie, the stronger its grip on you becomes. When you confess your sins to a trusted brother or sister, it's like you shine a massive spotlight onto the darkness. Yes, it's scary because it makes you feel exposed, but what it's actually doing is destroying the darkness. It's taken away its power so that you are free to experience God's forgiveness. Honestly, I'm sure the devil is terrified by the thought of Christians actually doing this. He knows that truth sets us free. Ephesians 5 verse 8 to 14 says this. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Confessing our sins to one another is part of living as children of light. When we become aware of any areas of darkness within ourselves, we willingly expose them to the light of Jesus. It might make us feel uncomfortable, but the truth is we have nothing to fear from his light. So confession makes discipleship more important than my reputation and releases light against darkness and truth against lies. 
The third thing it does, it makes being the body of Christ more important than individualism. Sometimes our faith can become very individualistic, all about me and my personal walk with Jesus. But that's not the Christianity of the Bible. Of course, Jesus loves us all as individuals, but he never called us to exist as individuals. He never gives us the option of relating to him without having to relate to anyone else. And Jesus makes it clear to us that the way we represent him in this world and fulfill the mission that he has given us is by being a community, the body of Christ. So when I am less than what God has made me and called me to be, it affects the whole body. When I sin, it affects you, whether directly or indirectly, because we are one body. And Paul explains to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 12 that, that as parts of the body, we should all have concern for one another. Because if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honours, then every part rejoices with it. Becoming more like Jesus is a community project. It's not something we were ever supposed to do alone. It's, it's not just about me and my own private journey with the Lord. It's about us struggling and rejoicing together as we commit to all of us making that journey together. It matters to me that you become more like Jesus. And it needs to matter to you that I become more like Jesus. Confessing our sins to a trusted brother or sister means it's not just about me and my own private struggle. It draws me into community. Listen to this from 1 John 1, 5 to 9. This is a message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Did you notice that verse in the middle? If we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus purifies us from sin. Somehow God has made the two things go together. And let's be honest, when I choose to struggle against sin as part of a community rather than on my own, it makes me more accountable. Sometimes it's really helpful to know when I'm feeling tempted that I'm going to have to be honest and real about the choice I'm about to make with my brother and sister in Christ. So confessing our sins makes discipleship more important than our reputation and pride and releases light against darkness, truth against lies. And it also makes being part of the community that is the body of Christ more important than individualism. The fourth and final thing that I want to talk about today is that confessing our sins to a trusted brother or sister helps us to receive and experience God's forgiveness through one another. Of course, you can confess your sins directly to God. We don't believe you have to be a, 
to, you have to go to a priest to confess and receive forgiveness. We believe in the priesthood of all believers, that God has called you as a Christian to be a priest that is able to help others to experience God's presence in our world. But sometimes it's as if we've turned that into meaning that we are all our own priest. It doesn't mean that. It means that we are all priests towards others. It means that we love and serve others by allowing them to experience something of God's goodness and grace through us. All of us in the church are called to do that for one another. When I confess my sin to a trusted brother or sister, I am able to receive and experience God's loving acceptance and forgiveness through them. It's not saying that it doesn't matter. Sin does matter. God does not turn a blind eye to sin. He forgives sin. He cleanses us from sin. He takes away our sin and he tells us to sin no more. There's something so beautiful and so powerful when you help a person experience God's forgiveness. When you are able to minister God's love and acceptance to them, that in itself can become part of empowering them to change. Jesus made it possible for you to be forgiven by dying on the cross. But this is about actually experiencing that forgiveness. It's about standing in that truth and knowing that we are forgiven and made righteous. When we experience God's forgiveness, we step into the righteousness that Christ has bought for us. We clothe ourselves with righteousness. And James reminded us that the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. So confessing our sins to each other is vulnerable and scary. Be wise about who you talk to and, and make sure they have the maturity to handle whatever you need to talk to them about. The last thing you want to do is to cause them to stumble themselves. And you don't need to tell everyone everything. Could you commit to building that kind of close and vulnerable relationship with trusted brothers and sisters? Let's be brave as the Holy Spirit leads us. Confessing our sins to one another will make discipleships more important than our own reputation and pride. It will release light against darkness and truth against lies. It will make being part of the community that is the body of Christ more important than individualism. And it will allow us to receive and experience God's forgiveness through one another so that we can stand in our identity as pure and righteous before God.